G'day everyone, Tom Tanneke here. Welcome to the Pork and Feed the Birds. Not the usual fare this time. Now it's a special episode. It's a retrospective into our baby, yard or yelling at racist dogs. Uh, I'm not going to do the journey on my own. We've got a lot of history to cover with Yard, but the best person I thought to cover it with me would be our special guest who joins me today. Everybody, I want you to welcome Arvi Yemeni. Welcome, Arvi. Hello, I am Arvi Yemeni. Thank you. <laughs> See, he's got that gift of the gap, doesn't he? No, look, it's not, it's not, it's not Arvi. I'll let you introduce, I'll let you introduce yourself. Sean Bedlam. I mean, hi, hello, Sean Bedlam. I'm Sean Bedlam. Yeah, we lied. We lied. We lied when we said you were Arby, didn't we? <laughs> so, just joking around. Yeah. And just... that is the kind of back and forth yeah. that um, helps you know, get yard off the ground. That, but, kind of, that kind of witty repartee where you can barely keep up. Yeah. What are they saying? It's just one gem after another. These guys are... Talented. He said he was Arvi Yemeni, and then oh, he said he was Sean. Yeah, that's right. I'm not Arvi Yemeni at all. What? What? What is that angle? What is and, that trick that well, they played on us? Also, Arvi Yemeni isn't uh, Arvi Yemeni either. No, he's I've not. seen him, and no one knows who he is. Definitely not him. Mm. He is wearing a mask. Um, but but in our case, the masks are off because we're here to do a retrospective on the history of Yard together. And and also, I want to, at the end of it, I want to talk about, I suppose, a name change. Because we're kind of changing, we're kind of changing the name. Yes. Like, not sort of. To something different. To something very but different. Bitter, but also, but better, but also sort of the same. Yeah. In fact, well, we'll get to that. We'll fucking get to it. We'll get to it. But I hope that by the end, you'll understand why we're kind of sort of changing the name. Um, everybody, let's take it away. Welcome to the Special Yard retrospective episode of the Pork and Feed the Birds. One Nation candidates are free to dogs. Dogs. Okay, here we are. <laughs> Jeez, can't believe we're here. When? How long? <laughs> that that was very funny because Tom just stopped talking, and then I assumed the music's supposed to happen. Yeah, and he just sat there quietly. Then he started talking again while I was sitting here. And there was like and... a degree of joviality to my speaking that belied the few seconds of. Silent, definitely <laughs> silent. Just a couple of moments of two blokes just sitting on a couch waiting for a few seconds for the next thing to happen. Anyway, let's not get caught up in the details of podcasting <laughs> podcasting magic. It's great, isn't it? It's really good. It's really good. I'm sitting here. This is the third start mm. I think we've had to the podcast. Yes. Um, yeah. Look, I'm a relative newbie, but um, we all are. You'll be starting your podcast soon, won't you? That's right. I'm starting a podcast with Sam Castro, Castro and Bedlam. Fuck yeah! Uh, working title: They're gonna kill us. Dope title. Yeah, in which we will go through all the ways that they're gonna kill us, and you know, you know who they are: the wealthy, the powerful, 
and the wealthy and powerful. Oh, we know who they are, you yeah. fucking anti-Semite. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm over Yemeni. <laughs> um, yeah, look, look, I look forward to that. In fact, you know, you will be joining a growing list of, of practically every activist lefty in Australia who over the past few months appears to have decided to take up a podcast. I think it's brilliant. It's go, it's go, it's going to be fantastic. Partly inspired by your podcast, I've listened to it, enjoyed it. Um, listened to Red Flag. Mm. Um, listened to what are they called? Quick, tell me. Not that, good enough. Not good enough. Fantastic. Yeah. Really good, actually. I'm really. I was listening to an episode of that before. I enjoy their little repartee. It sounds nice. It's clean. When I went, you know, I went on there a couple of episodes ago, and I just I felt like. It felt like the fucking amateur hour over here, you know. They're very good, aren't they? Yeah. They're fantastic. Uh, continuing the tradition, a uh, personal tradition for me, uh, of uh, Australian lefty podcasts where I've definitely been to the pub with the people who make the podcast. It's sick. Mate. I don't know if that's good or frightening. Yeah. How many of us are there? It's growing, and I, I look forward to it. I look forward to an informal guild of podcasters who all seem to share an interest in building left messaging. You know, I wonder if there's, it's not just a coincidence or if it's not just sort of like, you know, maybe in, in our case that white man's need to create a podcast at some point, you know, and it might be our white blood speaking, our white destiny, if you will. I, I don't know, but I wonder if beyond that, if there's a, a, just a collective taking up of the reins and going, we're not going to wait for the media to interview us. We need this messaging out there, and we need it out there now. And you know what? I don't want those dogs interviewing me. <laughs> so you're very anti-interview, aren't you? Very mainstream media. You don't know how you don't know how you're going to be represented. No. And no, I would much prefer, and I'm very excited about it, the idea of an Australian network of the podcasters talking about the things that matter to us um, and helping to build momentum and put energy into movements. Yeah, but You yeah, know? Yeah. Well, that's what we're all doing now. And what is it? We're in the first half of 2020. Things appear to be changing. There appears to be some sort of a, a taking up of the reins of left messaging across the globe, and that's great. But... You and I met each other, what, about three years ago, I think, mm -hmm. and things were things were different there. We, 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 we met in late 2016, actually, I think, on the election. It could be. It was at a left rally when, <laughs> that's right, when Trump had just been elected. Oh, good times. <laughs> and that's where we first met each other. I was doing a Million Flag Patriots thing. You were there. Wait, you're right in the middle of filming. Well, games. and it was it was a good time. Trump had just been elected, and that meant uh, at the time I thought, and probably a lot of people, wow, everyone who didn't see that coming, uh, everyone who backed Hillary Clinton despite her warmongering, etc., yeah, everyone who was taken completely by surprise by this and is unable to find any words to describe it. Uh, and I'm talking about your mainstream 
talking yeah. heads, commentators. It was great to just suddenly have this long list of people that I would never listen to ever again. Mm. It was that was nice. You and many others. It was kind of like the beginning of the the end for uh, neoliberal messaging. I think we yes. might be seeing that come. Those chickens come to roost. In America nowadays, hey? Yes, yeah. the Bernie movement, yeah, we do seem to be. We are, look, we're, that's what we are seeing. Yeah. Just so, gotta, yes. Writing's on the wall, hey? Got to not do that lefty thing of, like, hedging my bets, you know? <laughs> oh, but, 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 wait, wait, wait. What if we lose? Yeah. How about that? Did you think of that? If we lose, we don't want people to know that we thought we were going to win. <laughs> <laughs> we better not. We better not be confident, just in case we lose, and then we'll look like we've got egg on our face. That's right. What if you're about to be shot in the back of the head, and they're also laughing at you? Yeah. No. You want to go when they've got the gun to your head. You want to go. I oh, know you're going to shoot me. I'm not an idiot. I you won, know. you know, my, actually I was going uh, to launch into a bit about my brain's um, spraying words across a wall, as a, but that's actually a joke from a famous comedian, <laughs> extremely hacky to do my version. As I'm ha Just as I'm feeling good, let's have an unoriginal thought to celebrate it. Such is the integrity of Sean Pepper. Such is, he checks himself Tom, before you, doing that. Oh, I have. Mm, you're an incredible guy. I first met you late 2016. Yeah, I was doing NFB. Within a year, we had begun yelling at racist dogs. The context at the time, I think, warrants going over. And 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 you and I have done this before to a degree. We did this during the the yard show, which I'm sure we'll, we'll mm. get onto later. Hey, but the context of late 2017 warrants. Sort of, sort of mentioning to people because I think if you were interested, if you just got in on anti-racist activism or what have you, anti-fascist stuff right now in, in Melbourne or in Australia, you might not know that there's always a very different situational state of play. Late 2007, okay, so you and I had met at that Trump rally. I was in the middle of doing Million Flag Patriots, which this is late 2016, mm -hmm. and that was a piss take out of the Patriot movement. But there was a change over the course of the next year because a lot of those patriot movements had had their Facebook pages deleted and thus they'd lost their yep. their movement. Hey, the UPF page lost their massive 100,000-plus page there mm -hmm. middle of 2017 and then weren't able to access. So what we were starting to see, and I remember you and I talking about this a lot, sort of scheming as to what we should do, we were starting to see the rise of like rock star racists Mm -hmm. doing privatised behind closed door shows instead of all of them rocking up at, yeah. at rallies, weren't we? Yep, 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 yep. We, and, and it was in late 2017 that I remember you and I having a, a conversation uh, before the Melbourne Milo Ianopoulos show. Yes. Do you remember that conversation? Yes, I think I do. Um, I remember that I was picturing as we were talking uh, that there would be lots of police protecting the events and we wouldn't be able to get anywhere near it, but what we would be able to do, we would be standing there yelling, 
to each other actually yeah. loudly loudly having you're having a very loud conversation about how we are doxing every all of the people going in to see my life and it was we all about it was all about entertaining ourselves with the idea of yelling at them that we were going to dox yeah them. we'd be holding cameras and it would be <laughs> and we and we both thought that was hilarious <laughs> <laughs> what a funny, a funny lefty activist joke. We're going to dox you. <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's not humour for everyone. Look, we thought it was funny at the time. Well, well, and then we actually turned up at the thing. Yeah. And it was sort of like that. Well, um, actually it was, I wish that we could replicate the conditions that we actually faced at the Milo Yiannopoulos show earlier on in the day when we were first doing our whole yard yelling because it was a real, they were really fish in a barrel, weren't they? They were, I mean, they were all literally lined up against the brick wall. <laughs> they were lined, they were up against the wall because it was at, the, it was at this Kensington, for those of you not in Melbourne, it was in Kensington, it was at a big function centre right off the main road and... You know, they'd been bussed into a remote area. We'd only found out the location at three or four in the Arvo. We all went along and they were being let in in small groups and they were having to stand there behind a cop line up against the wall whilst they waited to get in in the daylight. And, um, yeah, so you and I had come along with our cameras to just walk mm. up and down along this mm. line mm. and yell stuff at them. And it, to me it felt... Really refreshing at the time. I remember that. For me, it, t it took me a while to warm up. I was yelling at people, but I uh, I got into the self-righteous sort of mode where you're just angry uh, and yelling, you're a racist, at people. Yeah. Um, which I was actually feeling very strongly because Milo had already done a thing in Australia a, a few days before, and he had said terrible, awful things about First Nations people hmm. um, that was, um, well, I was genuinely shocked, actually. Like, was I'm, it, I'm not much of a snowflake like that, but I was really just, I was, I was, I had the full outrage thing happening. Yeah. And so I started just yelling stuff. But then what happens is when people are like that, when they can't get away from you, yeah, almost inevitably you get more and more creative. Yeah. And... The fun begins, uh, hey? Yeah, so you were straight in there with the I am doxing you, you are being doxed. It's great. Uh, I, I was screaming it at them and I, I'm really screaming and it was really, really great because, I, you know, I, I knew our intention wasn't really to do that. I just knew that it was funny to yell at them. And here's, hang on, we picked this apart later on. Here's where the joke lay. We were doing our thing as anti-fascists Back when it was the Patriot Movement, it was groups like TBC and the UPF, yeah. people who were out there doing grassroots events and they were there to fight you and they were all in and they were getting dogs themselves. And, you know, everyone was all in. But yeah. this iteration of the movement, it, lots of the people who were buying tickets of it, they thought, oh, no, I'm not doing the far right thing. I'm just a paying punter going to an event. Whereas mm. to us, they were doing the next iteration of far right organisation Australia, make my own mistake. And in fact, they were monetarily contributing to it. So the whole point was you're getting doxxed. You know, the point of the joke, the, the yeah. hilarious lefty activist joke, you're getting doxxed, was like, you are in 
the ring. You yes. know, like you're not not part of this. You are completely part of this fucking thing. You know. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, and and the thing of like that's the disruptive. The you know, that's a, 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 a always the idea to disrupt the activities of fascists and budding fascists and yeah. Nazis and budding Nazis and racists and budding Nazis. Just disrupt their activities so that it's not easy or fun for them to do what they're trying to do. Yeah, totally. And so in their mind, it becomes, well, do I really want to be doing this? 100%. I, there was this one guy, and he was like wearing like a, he was a loser. He was wearing like a Ghostbusters t shirt <laughs> or something. And he was standing in the queue to go into the Milo thing. And I remember yelling at him. I'm not here, to, like, I was going, I'm not here to protest Milo. I'm here to protest you, you fucking nerd. <laughs> and that fucking shirt you're wearing, you're worse than Milo, you fucking loser. <laughs> fucking look at him. And then everyone else started laughing at him in the queue. Yeah. Like these rats all fucking turn on yeah. each other because yeah. that's what they're like. That's yeah. a DNA yeah. sort of thing that they've all glommed onto each other to laugh at weak Well, that was the big you know? dis discovery, wasn't it? Was you, I think it was you who discovered that. Make it as personal as humanly possible. Yeah. And now you're off to the races in terms of <laughs> disrupting their events. That's because right. you're not just standing there yelling, shame, yeah. which as a group you can all just shrug off. Yeah. But yeah. when it singles out you and your own, it was a door slamming. Viewers, uh, when it, when it <laughs> we'll edit it out in post, we probably won't. I'll probably yeah. just leave it all in. A door dramatically closing. It's fine. Uh, but another door opens. Yeah, beautiful. No, I mean not by itself. You have to go and open the door, and so there you go. What a beautiful little moment in deep, the podcast. Deep, deep moment of a little, imparted That was wisdom. a little philosophy. Little. See, not just hilarious. Yeah. Sorry, we were. What were you saying? What were we talking about? Um, we were talking about lessons learned from. Say being horrible to assholes in queues. <laughs> Actually, can yeah. I say that asshole? So I, was, everyone's laughing at him, and then I turn on them. I go, "What are you fucking laughing at, you fucking rat? Look at your fucking top!" Yes. And then you could see the smile drain from their face, and I realised yes. through words you had these people that were like fish in a barrel, you know, yes. and you weren't being violent to them, so they couldn't use your line about anti-violence. These are where. Every yeah. yell was a lesson learned yeah. in that. Time. So you ended up with a bunch of people getting in on this particular kind of yelling action and being as insulting as possible. And it was often actually very wicky. And there's lots of very, it was just very funny. And so we went in there with some ideas that we cooked up for, with, with, as people who make videos and things and do all that creative kind of shit. How can, what can we do to help disrupt this event to the you know, maximum? Yeah. And we left uh, the event with an idea for how lots of people um, can disrupt these kind of events and went away with an idea of let's, we should try to popularise this idea. Totally. Uh, turn it into a thing so it becomes a thing. Well, we got something. This should enthused. be a thing. You're like me, Sean, in that if you get, if you get, when you get enthused about something, you get very enthused. And so, yeah. and we were having very happy yarns that night, yeah. I remember. Yeah. I mean, the end of the Milo Yiannopoulos fucking thing well, out the front you know, was the horrible, you know I what mean, I mean? Uh, 
They ran roughshod through the fucking Kensington estate and what have you. Oh, well, you know, and ended, that was a whole other story, you know. So that didn't go well. But our yeah. experiences at the start doing that yard thing, yeah. trialling it, as it were, were, were fucking amazing, you know what I mean? Yeah, unfortunately, the cops didn't just stand there. Um, in fact, no, they did stand there. And then heaps more cops arrived with yeah. helmets and uh, oh, uh, and, and sh- with shields and uh, and uh, things kicked off and yeah, it, it became fucking horrible. Yeah, actually. totally. Yeah. Um, well, we had that. We had chats, and within the next day, the name "Yelling at Racist Dogs" was was born. Yep. and that's and that's where the page began, and that was late November, two thousand and seventeen. Yeah, from my memory, and the next application, the next time we got to apply yelling at racist dogs developing strategy was with someone who i think is probably i think on the whole has been the the most entertaining yard recipient over time and that's that's rv yemen Um, (laughs) he's probably been the best person to yeah he's been the most value he's been the best for yard i think like he's done a he's always he's always been good to yard hasn't he's been very good to yard he's a friend of He's a friend of Yard. Friend of the podcast. He's a friend <laughs> of Yard. Yeah. I've, I've always considered him to be. Everything Arvi's done has always worked out in, in Yard's best interests, is what, I, is what I think. And in the early days, so I remember, because I remember the first thing that we did involving Arvi Yemeni is that we knew that he was going to be crashing a Palestinian uh, statehood or uh, Palestinian rights rally. Yeah. It's State Library. So you and me and a couple of other early yardies, yeah. we all went out and we went to go and uh, yell at us, didn't we? Yeah, it was across the road from the library doing the counter-rallying thing. Mm. And I think from memory, the police were keeping him over there. So he he was doing the counter-rally and we were doing the counter-rally. Yeah. Uh, and stood there on our side of the street and at this point we had worked up the idea of yard and what it was all about we did we invented a mythology yeah because we, we'd already done a month like talking about historical revisionism stuff right. eh? that had started to come to the fore yeah, yeah we decided a, a yarding yelling racist dogs is the australian tradition that has always existed yes yeah when, well, what is it when your fifth birthday you get a yard pie that's right. We'd already, I'd, yeah, I'd cooked a pie and had put a picture of it up on the page um, with a heartwarming anecdote about remembering um, being served a slice of yard pie whilst my father in, uh, in the, had in the, the suburban backyard yeah. behind the hills hoist had a, a nationalist up against the wall by the throat and screaming into his face. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, We'd already done that. And, and, and this is all part of this thing of, Realizing that we could take every single bit of Australian bullshit and use it for the service of yard. We could yes. take all that stuff that's usually used for the, in the cause of bullshit nationalism. Yep. And just take all, take all of it, take every single thing and use it. Which may I say is different to uh, to garden variety Aussie nostalgia, which may run the risk of accidentally entertaining. 
patriotic or nationalist narratives. Like if you pull out an old, you know, a, 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 an old sort of Lawson era poem or something like that, you can find yourself unintentionally or otherwise evoking a nationalist history without even intending to, whereas with Yard we have always taken the things that we knew that modern fascists and patriots found, you know what I mean? So it was, well, Yeah, yeah, because you've got to be very careful. I mean, it's like steampunk where, <laughs> where people are, are nostalgic for and celebrating a time in the Victorian era when almost everything about the modern world that sucks asshole was being invented. Oh, my God. Patriotism, Australian patriotism is like steampunk, isn't it? It's exactly... Because it's a, it's a nostalgia for a history that never actually existed, and it's shit. And, and was bad for most normal people. Fuck me. I yeah. knew that Sean was going to mention steampunk I mean, look, at some you know, point, but I never knew yeah. that I was going to have this look, fucking revelatory moment. You know what I'm it. like? I don't like to shit on steampunk. <laughs> it's staunchly historically Sean is it's staunchly pro steampunk. I am hugely pro steampunk. Not it's, that he wears the goggles, he's just got oh no, steampunk rather, rights advocate. I'd rather die. But and if you ever see me in a top hat, you'd know that I've sustained a head injury and forgotten who I am. Yeah. Um but anyway, leaving aside we, we could we could go on about steampunk. Steampunk from this point on because it's so good. We actually But let's get back to... um, Let's get back. Right. Yes. So aesthetics... We had been doing... I've got to remember that, though. Australian patriotism actually is exactly like steampunk. Anyway, setting that aside, let's get back to that another time. Yeah. We could do a whole episode on fucking steampunk. We really should. Steampunk is great. Love it. It's the worst. (laughs) It's the worst invention. Well, um... So we had spent about a month doing this, developing this Aussie historical, uh, ahistorical oh, sort of revisionist uh, shit. Hang on, before you continue, I mean, because part of, I mean, like steam, um, mm. steam power. Yeah. Um, a lot of a lot of the juice that runs the yard yeah. is hatred of nerd bullshit. But anyway, let's get on with the next thing. That's a good point. Can you imagine Arvi Yemeni with a little top hat and those fucking dogs? <laughs> <laughs> like a big one. He'd look more like the Mad Hatter. You know, the little yeah, Mad Hatter and, from... Yeah, yeah, right. That'd and be cute. He's very, he's very tiny and, and on some steam, steam-powered steam stilts <laughs> of some sort. Yeah, that's right. A little bronze copper fucking contraption that moves along. It's endearing and yet toy. And, oh, that'd be so sweet. He's... um. Good day, I'm here to arrest you for being Palestinian. <laughs> Good day, I'm here to shoot Palestinian children. He's, um, he's, you made up Tiny Racist as, as a chant sort of thing at the time, didn't you? <laughs> I can't say I think, I'm proud of it, it's so stupid. I think, I think it's, it's a lot to be proud of. But it turned out to be, well, this was the next discovery um, that we didn't have to be clever. <laughs> <laughs> no, you that's right. To, you don't have to actually have to be a wordsmith after all. Yeah. You can just shout the dumbest shit you can think of. There's a merit to it. There was a there was a real merit to it, wasn't there? There was a lot to me, some of the most profound practical yard discoveries came from that day. Mm. Or, or because several things. 
that was one was that that was hilarious. Yeah. Two was that the 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 puerile nature of yelling about his fucking height was not something that we actually care about. I mean, indeed, I most many of the times that I've been yelling at Arvi Yemeni about how short he is, I've been doing it standing next to people who are shorter than Arvi Yemeni. You know, also doing it. Uh, we all know that there's a there's a very powerful distracting factor to yelling about absolute dumb shit to them. Mm. And we discovered it because other Yemeni back then, he stopped it he stopped it because of us. Mm. He used to live stream, he used to do these little faux rallies that were basically just set pieces mm. for him to do videos, you know. He'd mm. get 20 weirdo mm. Australian Liberty Alliance losers mm. to all stand around him and hold Israeli flags and Trump flags mm. and boxing kangaroo yeah. flags and whatever. Mm. And it was really odd. But how can you have a rally if... The soundtrack, the North that is tiny races, tiny races. Exactly. That's what he was discovering because he was doing his own live stream, and you we we went back home and we were watching his live stream. He played the fucking anthem, Israeli and the Aussie anthem, like four times in a row just to drown us out. Right. And that was incredible. <laughs> They were the biggest ones. I was sitting there going, oh, my God, this cunt doesn't know what to do with us. He's so fucked, you know, because we were sitting there watching a live stream as well, and there was one moment, and I loved it so much, and unfortunately all of his old channel stuff, I think, from that time is deleted, which is a real shame, but he he was in the middle of doing his speech, and he was going, oh, and there's the lunatic left over there, and, you know, I'm Jewish, but they call me a Nazi. The same shit. He's been saying the same shit now that he was saying in 2017, 18. Mm. It's just he does the same thing of his life every fortnight of his life forever, just for reach. It's just so narcissistic. It's unbelievable. But he was in the middle of saying the left always call us Nazis. That's really rubbish. Listen to them over there calling me a Nazi. The hilarious thing was that you could hear us over the other side of the road, but we weren't calling him a Nazi. We were calling him like a tiny hobbit. He he got called a whole lot of things that day. He did. Um, we I, we started to dig deep in terms of you know coming up with um shit to just throw at him. That was yeah, a lot of it even meaningless. Mm, mm. Um, what was what was what was our mate doing? He was he was yelling, why why won't you stop talking about Star Wars? He was. Yeah, yeah, he was. Why do you keep talking about Star Wars, Harvey? That is in particular, mate, who, like many of our other very important yarnies, she'll go unnamed just because you don't you don't want to name someone unless they want to be named in these these efforts. But he has been very instrumental at various points with what? some very timeless yells. And he did. He said some amazing stuff to him, but it was all absolute shit with an extremely loud voice. Hey, it's surreal. Oh, yeah. Ah. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. So that started a relationship with um, Avi Yemeni, our best yard recipient. Why do you keep talking about Star Wars, Avi? <laughs> Shut up about Star Wars. <laughs> and he kept yelling, boring. And it was easily louder than the Israeli anthem. <laughs> it was, even though he was across the road, it was easily louder than the anthem being played out of speakers and megaphones. Fucking hell. And we, we doff our cap to that that unnamed Yardie legend. Um, 
Marvin Emini's going to pop back up later on. Uh, our next big thing, and probably one of our biggest things, was the era when Lauren Southern <laughs> and Stephen Molyneux uh, were were coming along here. And we, it was, you know, it was big for us that time. Was big. I, I know that I spent a couple of weeks looking at Lauren Southern and Stefan Molyneux um, videos and editing them into videos to put on the Yard Facebook page. Mm. And I found the experience profoundly something. I didn't feel good. It felt bad. I hated looking at their videos. Yeah. And, yeah. and hearing them talk and hearing their horrible shit. Yeah. Um, I made funny videos out of them and then I was very happy to stop doing it. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, man, yeah, you can make funny content out of these people, but Jesus Christ, it's a thousand times more enjoyable to just turn up to their event and yell at them, I must say. That's right. We, we, become, we started to become lucky at around this time. Well, I, I just say lucky. It was a lot of coordination and arrangement, and I ended up being very exhausted from it all after this fucking thing because we were really trying to arrange people in oh, every and, state. And, and, and speaking of that coordination and organisation, I mean, this is us as part of a lot of people who are doing things. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people doing things, a lot of people whose faces I've seen at things, in my case, since mostly since Occupy, who I've Barely even met. I'm just aware that they do stuff. Yep. And um, what point am I making here? It's just more people than you can keep track of is what I'm trying to um, uh, say. And we're just doing our little bit in there. Hundred percent. Turns out our bit is often very, very loud. Yes, it's obnoxious, but it is only ever meant. And I think I think we started to consolidate what Yard's contribution was at this point, in the sense that. Uh, we would arrange efforts, at, but we would do them as, a, I suppose, an augment to whatever yeah. efforts an were already going or on. An adjunct. Or an adjunct. Adjusted to, and connected ad to in some way. That's right, but it wasn't meant to be. You know, I suppose we established around this point, Yard, it's not a group so much as it is a thing that you do. That's right. And we were trying to organise, however, to get people to be doing that thing in very different set circumstances, different locations, um, different sort of police responses all across Australia when that Lauren Southern and Stephen Molyneux tour came. But our posting in response to that, because there's a kind of a degree of piping up that beforehand and mm -hmm. we did want to post a few things that would sort of get up there back a bit I, and I, I remember doing a post recalling the old doxy stuff because we knew it would get their wind up you know it would mm. get their back up mm. saying here's what we're going to do we're going to come we're going to film you you're part of this we're going to fucking you know mm. we, we didn't, I didn't say we're going to doxy because again we don't do it but mm. the, we just I pointed out the fact of the matter for anyone involved in fascist or anti-fascist fucking activism, you know that once there's media out there in the world, other people will use that to try and identify and dox people. We simply pointed that out. Other people will probably use that footage to identify who you are. So yeah. I just pointed out that. 
I knew it would be irritating to them. And then Dave Pello, who was one of the organisers of that tour, that's when he called us authoritarian terrorists. Yes. And it was great. It's still one of the favorite, my favourite things that I've ever been um, called. It's an honour. It is. It is. It was it's, it absolutely it was an honour. It really was. I think that's still on the cover photo for the Yard page. A real honour. And where was it? It was another organiser who was he was in some little interview with someone else, and he was saying that they had spoken to top counterterrorism <laughs> experts about us, and that yeah. we were approximately six hundred. This is a quote: six hundred percent more dangerous than the anti-fascist activists of the past right. in Australia. What does that mean? I tell you what, I know, I know what it means. What it means is that we were right. If you make videos and you do ridiculously loud things that are, are comically fearless, which, by the way, you do when you know you can get away with it and it actually is as safe as you can make it. Yeah. But when you do that, you appear to be much bigger and more threatening than you... Than you need to be seen as necessarily. Uh, yeah, you're you right. Know, yeah, these people in their minds. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Gone were the days of fucking them being out in covert fighting with nuts. You know what I mean? That, that wasn't happening anymore. They they'd gone and changed the power dynamic to make more money. You know, by having the private events oh, and being the whole, yeah. hey, why don't you have a rational debate with me? You know, suddenly they turned into fucking school debate class nerds, you know, and we were the ones out in the cold screaming in at them yeah. for laughs yeah. and it made them look piss weak yeah. and they knew that their movement just a year before had occupied an entirely different power dynamic where yeah. they looked dangerous. Yeah. They'd abandoned that for money yeah. and suddenly the power essentially lay with us outside. Yeah. Hey? Yeah. Well, yeah, we got to the point where we're outnumbered by cops. Yeah. Um, at the Milo and Lauren thing in Melbourne, I think there was something. Was it like 700 cops? Oh, yeah. I think it was something like that. Yeah, totally. Absolutely incredible number. Well, when Lauren and, and Stephen Molyneux came to, um, where, where were we? we were, fuck, was it Broadmeadows Station yeah. before we all then had to get into cars and, and tear on out to, to, fuck, where was it? Down the middle of the Hume Highway yeah. at like 9 p.m. at night. We were there just yeah. in the middle of there with fucking cops. Everywhere, extreme. So many cops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're outnumbered. Well, what do you do? Well, you make a big show of how hilariously in control of the situation you are. Oh, fucking hell. By just the sheer force of your yelling. But that was the first time when we were there and we had, we had told people we were going. People knew that Yard was going. By the way, I, I reckon that was when we started to break Blair Cottrell. Yeah. When he came out and he faced That's right. a heap of very funny abuse. Yeah. And it was he walked amazing. away, he couldn't walk properly. Yeah, he wouldn't walk properly. You're absolutely right. I remember that moment we were screaming at them. Blair came out and fuck it, you know, calf had just started to amass. Like, bless them, they do all the organisation. They're not the organising masters that they are. I don't know how the fuck they managed to get as many carloads of people as yeah. they did out <laughs> to the middle of the human one way in the night there, but they did. So they were all there, but they were starting the chanting thing. And Yard is very like a, 
very not chanty, you know? It's like the opposite. And, in fact, it needs periods of people not fucking chanting for you to be able to do that shit, you know? And and we we were lucky enough to get in there before them. But by the time Blair was there, you could see that, the, the the people who'd amassed thus far were like, oh, we're gonna say something. Blair's here, and they started, you know, nah, say that, hey, 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 nah, say that, hey, 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 don't be bad, <laughs> don't be bad, don't be a nutty, hey, 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 don't be a nutty. <laughs> That's what the chants sound like, isn't it? Yeah, it's. I've rarely heard chanting done where it sounds powerful. I'm not trying to be a hater. <laughs> but you just hate chanting. Yeah. You just well that's why we instead of being haters, we just made yard. Well, yeah, this is the thing, right? I mean a lot of people this is I think is a very important point. A lot of people come along to protests, rallies, things, stuff, street action, don't like things that they see and just walk away instead of yeah. working out, well, what can I do? What can I be involved in that I actually like? That that's yeah that suits me that I be, that, that I believe in yeah fucking I um, yeah and um that's what you should do yeah you shouldn't remove yourself from the equation go well I don't want to be seen next to these cheesy chanting chants yeah um I'm gonna do something else chanting's gonna be there it's yeah not that's gonna be predominantly white people which we are but white people it's like when yeah, when white people start clapping at a concert and it's like, oh, can you not? Can Weird. <laughs> Holding up the There's telephones instead stage. of the lighters. They're professionally trained. Let them, you know, um, maintain the rhythm. But we had, but we we actually, actually, I must say, we had a ton of people with us on that night. Like, that was a pretty, people had come there for the whole yard <laughs> stuff. And that was like, we were there in the Humayo and we realised we were doing our yells. But so were 20 other people. Yeah. And they were there for the yard stuff. And they were there laughing along with us and doing our thing. And that shit had all kinds of different types of people in there. And I felt like I'm like, oh, I well, could see a big potential coming to fruition with yard at that point. Yeah, yeah. We had attracted people who wouldn't normally go to this. Yeah, shit. it's hard to get people to things. Yeah. Um, with yard, it hasn't been hard. No. Um, no. No. We, yeah, I, I was I was impressed by that. I enjoyed it. I Fucking screamed my lungs out at that Lauren Southern show there. I an old lady gave me a strepsil after a lozenge. Yeah, I needed it. Like I lost my voice. I've since then I've learned that if I'm gonna go, I haven't had too many opportunities since, but I've learned that if I'm gonna like go out full boiling, I need to do that. Lady, Asio, (laughs) implant in your body now. She put a microchip in, in your body because Amy uh, ASIO aren't aware that they can just track you using your smartphone, your smart TV, your smart laptop. Um, that's, Don't ever take strepsils from a leftist. You know that's what that's, if there's one thing that you've taken away from this podcast. Don't ever take a cough lolly from an old. No, lady. do do look do what I do. Assume that every single person there is an informer, infiltrator, ASIO. AFP, Victoria Police, uh, <coughs> Signals Directorate, yeah, uh, you name it, and and just befriend them anyway. Even now, after years, I'm convinced that this house is tapped. You know, I'm do, convinced. Yeah. Do, do, do the do the Extinction Rebellion thing of these people are all cops, 
and I'm going to um, win them over yeah. by handing them. I'm going to hand them a scriptural. <laughs> a scriptural of the heart. I've been really hoping, actually, that we might um, have an opportunity to go and yell at racist dogs at some point in the near future because I, 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 um, I want to go and wear a face mask and go out and pull it down and cough in their fucking face. Like, we, you know what I mean? Like, it's hard. You can sit there and go, ah, oh, he doesn't have coronavirus. He's just having a laugh. But you're still going to have this pre-logical thing, particularly those guys because they're convinced that they're going to get it from China. You know, so they're, they're, they're terrified of it. And I think that we can... I like it. We rock up with masks. Yelling, who wants coronavirus? We've got coronavirus. Yeah. We're giving away coronavirus. <laughs> I'm sick with it, but I have to. I'm a committed I, activist, so I'll come right. out anyway. I I'm sorry myself, if I cough on you. That's right. I got myself out of bed for this <laughs> to give you coronavirus. <laughs> anyway, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe there'll be cause to, to transfer our life threatening. Um, virus to them at some point soon. Lauren Southern as well, can we just acknowledge that, um, oh, sorry, we stopped before. We were going to say the Blair Cottrell thing. Blair Cottrell came out, the chanting came, mm. and he was smiling very widely. Yeah. And then a lull in the chanting happened, and we started yelling at him. The vicious yell started. The horrible stuff, yeah. you know, that, that, his dick doesn't work and yeah. things mm. like that. Mm. Mm. What did you say to him? I was something that drew attention to the fact that he's never had a leg day. Yeah, that's you right. Know? He looked like he's, a, he's a, a fuckwit a, with two pipe cleaners uh, on top or something like that. Uh, uh, yeah, two, two, pipe, two pipe cleaners with a fuckwit on top. That's right. That's right. And it was a combination of the dumb shit we were saying and everyone laughing, yeah. but the smile evaporated from his face very quickly. And he walked away, didn't he? Yeah. And once again, they always, operating properly either. They always, they always prove the efficacy of yoga. You know, you can never, you can never. They thrive off of the the chanting makes them look like a supervillain. Well, the yelling makes them look like a goose. Yeah, the yard, the yard thing can't be denied. You know, you could no. be, and I've done it, and I've, I've. I've it was even, I even did a blockade eye mark and I felt myself doing it. And I thought, oh, what's the point? When you're just yelling angrily, whereas if you take a step back, slow down, give yourself a chance to say something funny and angry, mm. um, you, you can't deny the power of it. It yeah. always gets into them in some way. They can pretend to not be hurt or whatever. Totally. But you can feel, yep, I'm doing it, I'm disrupting their thing. And that's what we're always trying to do with those sort of things. Yep. Can I give a big shout out as well? Because we were organising for other states or trying to get people going. Someone was going to do it in New Zealand before they cancelled their show there, actually. Oh, I made like a modified laser Kiwi yard so, logo for them, which was going to be put on T-shirts. If any New Zealand listeners or Aotearoa listeners want to hack, have a look at that, send me a message. But um, never happened in the end. But we want to give a shout out to the Adelaide, uh, uh, the Yardelaide yeah. Yardie who... You know, the, one of the, our, our, probably our best, you know, the concept of direct dog had come up at this time. Yeah. That, you know, we, a direct dog is like the most highest achievement that a yardie could hope for. And even later on that came to, oh, you were free teacher. Yeah. Mm. You know, but, 
but she got out earned the best one. She had that those direct yells at, at Lauren Southern. That's right. Which was that moment Yard went around the world. Mm. Actually, on that mm. day, Ben Shapiro's news outlet, mm. Lauren Southern, Paul Joseph Watson, that Count Dankula fucking moron. Yeah. All of these cunts had Yard in their mouth. Yep. <laughs> Here's how that went. And it was a, you know, it was, I still think it was a masterstroke moment in spontaneously leveraging the worst impulses of the old, or the stupidest impulses of the alt-right and the things that were good for their reach to, to affect reach for Yard. As in, so that Yardie called me up and she said, Lauren Southern's here. What should we do? And we had a chat and basically we'd, we'd agree because we were like, okay, go up there and say to her, why are you a racist dog? Mm. And we know that Lauren Southern will respond by saying, where's your evidence? Because mm -hmm. remember, they're in full, like, debate rational mode, give me $100,000. Mm. You know, like, I'm not going to beat you up anymore. Uh, I'm going to earn money. <laughs> and, and then when she does that, start to act like a disappointed parent and start getting more and more irritated. Because it's very hard to just go up to someone when there's only five of you around just start screaming. No, like you, that, you have to warm up to it. You do, yeah. So it's more sensible. And we knew that, she, you know, she wasn't going to be able to just do that. So start getting irritated when she asks you for evidence and start asking her with more and more impatience. And then eventually you'll be able to snap. You'll be able to theatrically snap and start screaming at her that she's a racist dog because you're so disappointed once that she hasn't explained why she's a racist yeah, dog. Once she's given you the ammunition and the energy that, that you can just roll with. Yep. Because she's going to want to have a debate and under no circumstances will you debate this person because there's nothing to debate with them. You're using her for a good yard opportunity. <laughs> and that's all they are to us. And, that, and the, the yells that she did with her were hilarious and mm -hmm. they had exactly the intended effect because the words yelling at racist dogs ended up I mean, the video is amazing. You must look it up if you haven't seen it before. She ends up screaming at Lauren Southern that, you know, all your fans just want to sniff your shampoo. <laughs> it's so funny. And then they release their own footage and they go, it's sort of like a gotcha moment. But yeah. the only gotcha is that there was some other lefty who was there and they were kind of having a bit of a debate before the Yardie in question came up and did exactly what we talked about. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> it's fucking amazing. And they were going, oh, this is ideological brain cancer and all these things that they sort of want to say. This yeah, is brain cancer. Yeah. She couldn't even debate her. And that's and that's yeah. where it became like, oh, yeah. Because we know that they have this obsession that lefties don't want to debate them. Yeah. If you go up and refuse to debate them, you'll end up in their biggest videos. They, 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 they were really shocked about that, weren't they? They were, well, they were just insistent with us that we couldn't have come up with that. Whereas clearly, if if someone had come up to Lauren and said and started yelling at you that you're a racist dog and she was mm. in representation of a group called Yelling at Racist Dogs, mm. surely implicit in that group name is the promise that she's eventually going to yell at you that you're a racist dog. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, that was a highlight moment. That's probably my favourite direct dog, or one of my favourite direct dogs. And 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 we salute that Adelaide Yardie. Um, I I think you know we ha- we did have a bit of a we had a bit of a lull period after that. That was late two thousand and and eighteen. We had a bit of a promise that Gavin McInnes might come along on some big That's tour, right. but then they ripped off all their fans and didn't end up coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Gavin McInnes got threatened with Rico laws and he disavowed the Proud Boys. And it's a shame. We might have been able to, we were going to yell at all the Proud Boys about how they all desperately want to fuck their mothers. And, and then he never came. So, you know, good on him. Um, and good on them. They're really cute. But we did have something of a, a bit of a, you know what the next big thing was? Moving forward, un- unfortunately, a very heavy chapter in in, in anti-fascist organising and and really for for all of Australia and and, and New Zealand, uh, Christchurch. Yes. Almost fucking Jesus, man! Almost a year ago now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, in a couple of weeks, that will be a year ago. I remember that day very vividly. Where were you? Uh, yeah, I was. Actually, yeah, I was sitting outside, uh, catching five minutes of sun, but never leaving Twitter alone for a second. Mm. It's on my phone, and suddenly I just see a fragment of video. Yeah, you know, and um, I didn't keep watching. And I thought, oh, this is horrible. What's going on? And that was my first thing that people were sharing video from people like Nasty. I've never seen the video myself because it just does my head in. Um, but. Yeah, and then what Fraser Anning was going to be speaking the next day or the day after? Yeah, so because I yeah I I'd, similar to you, I was around. I was quite close to where you, you used to be at, and I went to a bar. I sat down because I've been told about it, and then unfortunately, yeah, I saw a bit of it um, mm. on that day. I saw you know quite a bit of the video. Mm. Uh, since gone on, I've I've seen it. Hundred times, unfortunately, because that's just—it's not because I want to. Fuck! It's because if you look at little sort of tiny spaces where Nazis are, it's just where they always share it. Yeah, they really yeah. enjoy that kind of content, you know. Um, so you, you end up seeing it a lot, which is pretty cool. But I, on the day I saw a bit of it, I quite quickly thought to write something, just because I thought, well, mm-hmm. lots of people get very miserable at times like this, but I have put myself in this position where I. I'm sort of a bit of a foghorn for all matters, uh, fascism and anti-fascism related. Mm. And I thought, well, you know, it, it actually helps me to well, try you, and digest these a, things. An awareness of their little world that yeah. that, that, that I don't, I uh, didn't have, and still really don't, because I, I I actually don't look at these people very closely because it depresses me. Mm. Right? Um, but um, yeah, that's been one of the delivering really good week to um, um and I'm awarding you with the medal right now. Here it is, the medal of knowing stuff about what horrible people are about to do. Tom Tanigan, what do you have to say? Thank thank you. Congratulations to me. It's very he's just draped a very large gold medal around my neck with the word ally on it. <laughs> the golden ally award. The golden ally award. The golden ally. Uh, famously uh, <laughs> awarded by allies to other allies. Yeah, no, we just give it to each other and we wear a very large chain, like a big, solid, chunky 
Cuban link cable where <laughs> with the, the word ally underneath it and you get to go, you can show it to minorities and say, look, I represent you. Um, where have we gone with this? Jesus, we were talking about Christchurch. This is a lot more fun than talking about Christchurch. I think that's what's happening. We're trying to have more fun. We're trying not to talk about Christchurch. (laughs) (laughs) Because we're normal people. (laughs) Because we don't like to. Uh, So so I've just just written something about uh, Christchurch online. And then I contacted you. You were just down the road. Mm. We went for a beer somewhere, mm. and that's when we saw that Senator Fraser Ranning, whose campaign as for for the Senate, staffed completely by you know avowed neo Nazis. By the way, what I had, uh, you know, in the the last year's federal election was well underway, and so he was, you know, he was trying to capture a larger slice of the 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 pants of one nation, but whilst also stimulating that rarefied demographic of the white nationalist, white supremacist. Mm-hmm. Just trying to test how big of an electorate that is. Um, but he had immediately, within hours of the massacre, had blamed the massacre on Muslims. Why? Which, I know he didn't mean it. You know, and it, I, there's no question as to meaning it or not. Meaning it is not. It's all just angles with these people. Yeah, it's yeah, what yeah. will make those people go, yeah, that's a good angle. That'll get them. What's so horrifically bold and arrogant a thing to say mm. that it stimulates the white nationalists, white supremacist people online? What stirs up the ire and the froth of the kind of person that supports Fraser or anything? So whilst we knew that that's what was going on, it was so incredibly tasteless that all of my sadness turned to white-hot rage. Hmm. How about you? Yeah, over, over, over a pint of beer, um, that's what fucking happened. Yeah. We went, let's get this cunt. Yeah, totally. So something that to, for us previously had looked like a bit of a bad idea going out, because we knew that his event was on the next day out in Moorabbin at a fucking industrial mm-hmm. life. It didn't look like a good or a safe thing to send people out into. But, hey, that happened and we were like, no, fuck you, we're going out. So we did. And we didn't even really make an event for it. We just mm-hmm. said we're going here. Maybe you should go here tomorrow kind of thing. We didn't want to force people to do it or what have you. It was too late to make any kind of an event. Yeah, it was we were, a funny one because obviously it's extremely sensitive, horrible time. Yeah, yeah. But and we knew there was a big solidarity demo in the city. We didn't want to yeah. take away from it. But right, we also right, thought, right. well, these cunts are out now, fucking white supremacists, fascist well, people, right, right, and they right, just right. laughed at dead bodies to get That's some traction, right. you know. As, so. as with the Milo thing, these people who are just turning up to this thing, they're turning up despite the fact that this guy has just said this horrific thing. So fuck all of them. Mm-hmm. It's not a case of thinking, oh, maybe some of them are just curious. Yeah. yeah. No. No. Absolutely, right. Not, 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 the, not the case. Under those circumstances, we knew that, like, even though, because we didn't do non, we've done non-violent confrontational stuff through the art. Yeah. It involves putting your body out there. It does. It is. Yeah. It is a physical uh, thing, but it doesn't involve uh, fighting because yeah. it's just a thing you do. Yelling yeah. at racists—it's yeah. a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you can do other things. You can stand in front of them. You can smack someone in the face or what have you. But that's not really the art thing. 
It's mm. just doing something else, you know? And mm. again, as we said earlier, it's not a group. But nevertheless, though, there is an important part of any kind of anti-fascism and that involves physically rocking up when physical grassroots fascist dogs rock up. You yeah. know, you, you do that. Mm. And so particularly in those circumstances, we were motivated to do that. And so were lots of other people because about 100 people rocked up to something that we'd only talked about 12 hours before. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Clearly yeah. a lot of people were, um, well, a lot of people turned up. It was, that was, in the, in the language of the world of these sorts of things, that was a great result. That was, yeah. That was heartening. For the middle of nowhere, really, you know, yeah. the middle of an industrial lot, yeah. quite hard to find and access and what have you. It was good. It was within 12 hours because lots of people were very angry. But, um, I, I, you know, and it was very yard-style sort of yells. I had some regrets. I, we went around kind of like the wrong side of the block and then we were cordoned off by coppers and I mm. wish we could have basically been right out the front fucking door of where mm. we were doing the thing. So mm. that was a bit of a shame. But we still got to scream at all the dead shits. Walking inside, but there was one young boy who, who, yeah, I mean, a lot of you probably know this by now, but he came up to me and he said to me, um, oh, I want to go inside and uh, is that where Fraser Anning is, that senator? And I go, uh, yeah, yeah, that's where he's going. And I actually thought he was, like, going for the event and he'd just come up to, like, the, the worst person he could pick to come up to. Um, and I go, yeah, he's in there. And he goes, oh, well, I want to egg him. <laughs> I go, oh, yeah, do you? And he's like, yeah, I've got some eggs in my pocket. And this kid was young and he had a bicycle and he just looked like a five-year-old. And I go to him, don't do that, my dude. That's not, that, that, that's a, there's, there's like a neo-Nazi security detail in there. They're going to fucking, they're going to belt you. And he goes, mm. oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Mm. And then he didn't listen to Grandad over here. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't fucking listen to a word of what I had to say. And he went in there anyway. And that turned out to be young what, uh, Will Conley or fucking um, Egg Boy. Egg Boy. So, so That's his real name. I am proud for, our, for what it's worth that we created the circumstances well, in which young Egg Boy could this, go and this, do this. This, thing. this is the thing. I mean... If if you if you don't turn up to things, other people aren't going to turn up to things. Yeah. Um, and it's as simple as that. We turned up. Um, uh, we saw that other people had turned up. Great. We all teamed up. Um, this kid rocks up and he sees that there's people there. Great. You know this is happening. Um, he would have also heard that there were going to be people there. Yeah. I don't imagine he thought that there was going to be no one there and he was. Rock up and chuck an egg. Then again, maybe he did. I never thought of that. Well, I don't think anyone knew that he was doing that event. It was that we put it out there because that was that had already been organised yeah, right. from ages back. We put it out there that night. I remember several people were commenting that night and other things at the yard shed and going, yeah. "Oh, we should go and egg it." So yeah. that's what happened. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. That, that, and I, yeah. So okay. he actually went in there. He went in there. He cold-bloodedly smacked an egg into Fraser and his fuck head. And what five, four or five dudes jumped on top of him and could have made him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got his ID and they whispered to him, that, Oh, we're gonna fucking come get you and this and that. And 
you know, to a child. <laughs> Fraser Anning hit the child. Um, oh, it was exactly the kind of like, if you are going to be physical with one of these dead shits, it was the perfect kind of way in terms of people's appetite for Avenger that time because it yeah. really undermined, you know, the, the, it was very yard adjacent, I felt, yeah. because it was very much the practice of not getting yourself in too much trouble because yeah. you know what the fucking cops are like. Yeah. Whilst still undermining the power, the villainous kind of power dynamic that these people occupy, you know, and that's what he meant. That's what that's what that young man managed to do to the Fraser Ending of that event. Right? Yeah, it was pretty. Well, we're up against pretty terrifying people, including cops. Yep. Um, who can do anything they want to do, which is close, nice. including kill you. Yep. But there's no, you know, um, reason to create an imaginary rule that they can't do that. Yep. Um, we're up against very scary people, so we're always trying to work out what can we do and walk away undamaged, unscathed. Yep, yep. You know? And the diversity of tactics is always important. We have never shat on the tactics of our very comrades, not you know, we, or other people doing other things. As we said earlier, the important thing is that if you have a better way or a different idea of doing it, instead of fucking whinging about what everyone else is doing. They should be doing something else. Go ahead and make that movement yourself. Yes. Well, for instance, you or I would never tell people, your chanting is upsetting me. Yeah. Even just, if it is. Even <laughs> if it fucking is. Even you if wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't say, oh, look, I don't like chanting. I think it's uncool. Could you please stop doing it? No, we understand that no it's, got, it's got practical uses. It rallies people. It keeps people's energy up yeah. there. Chant. Do I feel a little bit cringe when it's all like, hey, hey, he, he, I'm not, not welcome here, hey, hey, he, he, I'm not. Oh, I won't keep doing it. Do I, oh, yes, I feel uncomfortable, but I'm not going to, I'm not, I don't, just do it. You're not me. Like, you're not, you know? Don't worry about us, we're assholes. I mean, there's some things that are so cringe that I I, I have to object <laughs> loudly, like that civil disobedience XR shit. And I don't want to get Sean Bedlam started on XR. <laughs> I must say, I, I was watching the live stream and couldn't tear myself away from the people doing, doing the nut bush through the Oh, fuck off with you nut. But then again, that's, I also, even reckon, that's just very powerfully painful for me personally. I recognise that that's just, it's it's just that I won't do the nut bush with you. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll go off and I'll do my yelly thing, you know? Like, we're, 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 <laughs> I just, yeah. we don't have to worry too much about telling them that they shouldn't do the nut bush because we've oh. actually help make sculpted an alternative that's more in mm. in the visage of something that we would like to be Look, doing. You've you know? got to be allowed to hate things, but you can't go around trying to stop other people from doing things. Yeah, totally. Even if it's civil disobedience. Even if it's something as um, hurtful as that. As personally as, personally as, as distressing. Yeah, I know. I, I, can't, oh. I can't look at it anymore. Anyway, hey, look, so, it's not like people that it's not like people like that don't like what we do. Well, I'm sure we'll get to IMARC in a bit, but fucking, you know, like that we have been hurt as well. We have hurt people as well. I've been told by people that my yelling is making them deeply uncomfortable, and I understand that they don't like my things. You know what I mean? 
my things might just not be for them, my words I'm saying, you know? I understand. It's important to be diplomatic in those moments and to go, okay, well, just like with the, just like with civil disobedience or chanting, this is what we're doing here. You, you go and do the thing that you're doing and, you know, maybe the people that like the things that we do might want to chip in with what we're doing yeah. and the people that like the things that you're doing want to attend your thing. Okay. Oh, look after the after the Annie thing. What did we have? We had the federal election. Some some people got in some oh, direct. Oh, just come back to the Annie thing. Was like, oh, sorry, so yeah. the egg boy thing was yes. a phenomenon. Oh, uh, yeah. people around the world, around Australia, were cheering. People were celebrating. It was absolutely brilliant because um, people were incredibly furious and despondent hmm. just the day before. You know, yeah. obviously, yeah, and then. Oh, uh, then what happened were, of course, the ridiculous discussions about, well, I mean, if it's okay to egg someone, then what, is, what else is okay? And fortunately, on social media, people seem to say, tell you what, why don't you shut the fuck up? It was beautiful. They really, really were united behind that kid. And I just think, I think anyone who was saying that uh, in the context of something that happened less than 20, Four hours after someone killed fifty-one people, um, trying to you know lump that in as violence. Well, mm, you know, again, I, know. I think I saw what the violence was <clears> in that <throat> Brendan Tarrant video. You know, <laughs> and to me, yeah. that's political violence. Yeah, not a fucking egg from a child. <clears throat> yeah, I, I went to my little list and I added more names to it of people I wouldn't be taking any notice of ever again. Yeah, that's it. You know, if you yeah. say a thing, the person who was on my list. It's like you're not talking because I'm not listening. You've muted them. Yeah. I've muted the you. Oh, there's a lot of opinion columnists in this country. A lot of political commentators who've been fucking muted, isn't there? I was thinking the other day, actually, I thought, now, who are the opinion columnists I would actually read? And I went, okay, Jeff Sparrow. Mm. <laughs> and then I that's that is really what happens. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure there are others, but in terms oh, of regular others, columnists, yeah. we've got a series of interests though that like actually a lot of more mainstream or veteran blue just tend to get wrong. You know, I think they're not they're not educated yet on the next manifestation or or any manifestation of grassroots politics, and so they tend to say some dumb centrist shit. You know, like, but people have had their turnaround moments. Like, it was a time when Helen Razor had shat me up the wall with some central shit she said right back at the start of Yard, mm. Milo's thing. But after a year or oh. two, she'd come around and she had been, she had talked to activists, she had understood mm. the relevance of anti-fascism, yeah. and she'd got in there. You know what I mean? Like, so, so I recognise that people can not be part of something and later on get on board with yeah. it. Uh, nevertheless, there's a lot of cunts on you. Um, Helen Razor. Uh, it's got a great podcast. She fucking does. Knackers yeah. and the Vag. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Cool. Let's look up Helen Razor. I've heard a few episodes. Yeah. 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 Please listen to that one. Another good yeah. podcast. Um, yeah, we had the federal election after that. Some Pauline Hanson and Fraser Anning direct dog yells. A couple of t shirts handed out. This is really shit fascist that we would give people yard t shirts yeah. just for yells. Yeah. I don't know. You get it just a seemed like a fun thing. It seemed fun because they would go, oh, they're just doing it for, oh, this is paying protesters. 
It's just a shirt, mate. It's fucking calm down. And all that's happening to you is you're being yelled at by someone for well, a bit. Well, unfortunately, Yard just lives in its own un- unpenetrable bubble. Uh, if you take it too seriously, you look like a dickhead. Yeah. Um, all the energy goes one way from us into your soul, which shrivels up and you die. The Fraser Annie. Fraser Annie who no longer has a career in Australia, as far as I can tell. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you could never, I mean, if you were ever, you were, no one who ever trusted Fraser Annie was really uh, enthusiastically listening to this podcast. It might be hate listening. Um, but uh, if you ever uh, trusted that person and thought that that's, that's the future of nationalism, well, you know, you're never to be trusted again, are you? Your judgment is never to be trusted again because we always said, I certainly always fucking said, that he was a grifter. You know, I had this joke about him on Tramadol, that he was just doing it for money because he was up to his neck in debt from the creditors. And so he'd sold his soul to the devil, as it were. He'd had a team of neo-Nazis that said to him, hey, we can use our viral social media reach and our messaging to get you into such a position that we'll earn you your Senate seat back. And then you'll be able to pay that off. And you, All you have to do is accept that the people who are writing all your Twitter stuff and writing your video scripts for you will be Nazi people. And he said, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, let's bloody, let's... Uh uh, let's do that. He did that. It fucked up, and it, now he's fled. And now he is a refugee seeking asylum in the United States of America. It, and it's very poignant. It's a, it's a little mini tradition for Australia. Tony Abbott uh, is, you know, seems to spend a lot of time overseas now. Mm. Uh, in Hungary, he had to be put on a special list, I think. Did he? Based on his uh, speaking, on the crap pouring out of his mouth, he had to be go on some list, a foreign influence list or something. Really? Uh, something to vote for me there. What, don't you love Australia? <laughs> what, don't you love your fucking country? Come back and stay and fight for bloody white Australia with us, you fucking dog. Fight for Western civilization. So they all fucked off and died. No, it didn't. <laughs> it didn't, but you know, they died in our consciousness, on our well, radar. So, anyway. Well, yeah, they, they, one manifestation of it fucked off, but now we've got Scott Morrison as Prime Minister. We went through that. We went through a sort of a lull period. We had it, I mean, Jordan Peterson came out and we did the whole youth advice and reason dialogue thing. We knew that screaming at these these people were the peak rational debate nerds. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. we we had no well, we didn't even get to yell what we wanted to yell at them. We were gonna yell at them like mm. harmless life advice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they were trapped behind a window. It was a really big private event, and so we never really got to. I remember a few people I was telling, you know, like live each day one at a time and make it a masterpiece, and they go like, Yeah, I do, so what? <laughs> Fucking self-help nerds, hey. But that was, yeah, we didn't really get to do that. And then what was there later? Oh, you had a, you went out to the, <laughs> you went out to the yellow oh, vest. Oh, yeah, the, the yellow vests, right. 20 people turned up to be, pretend to be yellow vests at, um, that's like Victoria Parliament. You had a bit of a yell with had them. had a bit of a yell with them all by myself, which was a one-off. 
that was a real great power. I think we sort of established that there's a power in being one lone yardie going up, like, you know, just going up. But it's kind of like with them. They all want to make a big movement, but it's like that's all you get. <laughs> all you get. One, one guy in a yard T-shirt, one person in a yard T-shirt, t-shirt turns up and says, what are you doing? It <laughs> was hilarious, hey? Oh, and hey, and then after that, you know what? We did our um, sold out yard show, didn't we? That's exactly what we did. This is the first thing you and I have done together since since um, since that time, I think. That's true. Just hang out, of course. Yes, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, right. The sold out uh, yard show. Yes. You know the beautiful thing about that to me about that show, which is called Just as Bad. We never released any footage from it. We may never. I don't know. They, they may. They may. We may. Fortunately, all the, the the audio all sounds like fucking rubbish. Yeah, what we could do one. Look, you know. Also, we were worried about fucking cocksuckers suing us. You know, but but anyway, it was highly suable. Yeah, yeah, they're very litigious people nowadays. You know, the the nerds they are. You know, we just didn't want to. We just thought, well, also, it's nice to have things in the real life space. And the really powerful thing to me about that was that, to me, it was good scene building because it was there at the Legends at Cafe yeah. Come And, you know, it demonstrated that you can do these things well, and people will come and yeah, they will be part of it. Yeah, you know? there was something you said a while back that I liked. I thought I didn't realise it when you said it, which is that this isn't an internet group. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we use the online to do things, um, and so I've never been that worried about the sound uh, issues on the recordings of that show because I'm I actually do kind of am in love of the show being live, and if you didn't see it, you didn't see you it. You didn't see it, yeah. Um, and and that's okay. Yeah. Um, but also not putting it out there online. Yep. For you know, random shitheads to look at. And completely not understand what's happening, and, totally. and just draw a beautiful, precious egg. Now it was really, really nice. We, we had all kinds of people come, and we had a great time. Well, you know what's important is that it's like the face to face and the person to person thing. Yeah, you know, like grassroots um, movement building, um, where it's down to the level of. You know, yeah, yeah, face to face, and you know, doing a show in a small venue and talking to people for hours afterwards. You know, yeah, um, and you know, making yeah, connections with people and all this kind of thing, um, so that you can continue to do things together instead of having a, an approach where you are you're thinking in terms of like we're a mass movement building machine. Yeah. No, 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 no. Whereas those small number of people who are working out how to connect that with lots and lots and lots of other small groups of people yeah and you know together yeah together i think it's pretty huge i feel like i'm part of something yeah totally like really big but as i as i was said to people it's a lot people were like oh you know people have said after the imark thing we had quite a bit of attention to yard stuff because we were saying we were yelling at them about eating you know, mining executives and, and yeah. people would say, people would say, um, 
say to us, you know, oh, do you think this is changing any minds? That's a question we've had all along. Do you think this is changing any minds? And the answer to that is, you fuck you, get fucked. Yeah, go Individual, away. Everyone always goes to me, they go, oh, have you, have you ever seen that movie where the documentary where there's the black guy that's turned around 200 KKK members? You know what? Listen, let me be very simple about this. That's a great documentary and what he does in his life is a great example of individual anti-racism. But that is not the same thing as collectivist anti-racist organising. Now, yelling at someone at a rally does not in and of itself probably change many minds. However, a lot of the work that we've done in a cumulative sense over time has done two things. One, it's made a lot of public face racists look silly, therefore making their movement a less palatable onboarding uh, pathway, I suppose, for want of a better term. Yep. Two, it's made what we do and the movements that we're just one little part of mm. seem a bit cooler, and that makes them better for yep. onboarding and people want to join them more. And so if you're building anti-racist movements and one's other activist ones adjacent to them, and also making actual racist organisers look like fucking idiots, that's an example of good collective anti-racist action. Mm -hmm. And that is why, actually, in the long run, it probably does change the minds, just not in a way that's quite so easy to understand as the guy that talks to the KKK people. Mm -hmm. Diversity of tactics, my friends. Some people do different fucking things. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, thank you. Don't get angry. Anger is bad. Don't get angry at the microphone, Tom. Um, look, so a setting aside, so there was the iMark thing, yes. Apart from this point, the yard show was incredible. We met a lot of different people. It was dope. The only other thing that happened, and I think this ties into the cumulative, the end of, of what we need to say here, is, is Avi Yemeni popping up again and again. Avi Yemeni Redux. I mean, you know, represented, uh, I guess, a transitioning of Yard strategy because this kind of never stops. He is yeah. driven by a, an un, an, a limitless well of narcissist energy yeah. and the limitless desire to get more subscribers to his TR News channel. Yeah. And he will go out and do the same thing every week for the rest of his life. Unless he has another cardiac arrest. And what would you call what he good. does? It? Trolling lefty rallies? Yeah, trolling leeching. human rights That's based right. rallies? Yep, disingenuously leeching off of real activist movements mm. to ask a series of prepared, dumb questions mm -hmm. that, that, when edited to perfection, make mm. him look smart and make that look silly. And yeah. he does that again and again, and that earns him money. Yeah. And uh, there's a big audience for that kind of thing. We recognise him as a pest, and for many years we've out-pested that pest in different ways. There was a big climate rally, and this was just before the last week of the yard show, and he was there, and a couple of people in yard sheds went up to him, a couple of big blokes, and they just asked him a lot about um, domestic violence charges of his. And the, the theory there really is just that oh, we're not sitting here casting judgment on everyone for their past misdeeds. Mm. So much, although it is actually, I mean, We're just what finding... we've just said is a horrible thing that Arby Yemeni really did after all. He really is charged with domestic violence, you know what I mean? But 
Um, it's just not what he wants to put in his videos, mm. basically. Yeah. So if you say it to him, then he edits it, edits it out. Yeah. So just keep saying it to him. Yeah. And he gets less footage. And yeah. his whole life and job and his whole pathway for undermining the left is gathering footage. So just give him less footage. Yeah. You know? And that pissed him off so much that he threatened to come along to the last week of the yard show, didn't he? That's right, he did too. Oh, they were good times. And um, good enough, didn't he? He didn't do it. Soft. Yeah, what a bloody soft cock. Here's the thing. I mean, how you and he can't really get people out to any rally type thing he tries to organise anymore. I think he has a very large audience, but it's a very much a um, it's a transactional relationship. They just want his content. You know yeah. what I mean? They don't yeah. want to be part of a movement. They're not actually part of anything. It's not politics. It's it's like old fucking blokes going, oh, yeah, you got him, you got him, yeah. Yeah, you tell those bloody lefties, <laughs> bloody greenies. You know, like the old fucking racist dads and stuff. They're not They're not really you know, frothy old boomers. They're not really a movement and they don't want to go out. They're the kinds of people that always used to make excuses. But anyway, so he said he'd come out, he didn't. But then we started networking with activists from other things, animal rights ones. You know, um, all, all the environmental ones. Mm. And suddenly, RVM and he started finding that everyone was talking to him about the things that he didn't want in his videos. Mm. And then we started realising he didn't necessarily have to scream at him. He could just mild-manneredly say to him yep. <laughs> the, stuff that, the stuff that he didn't want in his videos. You could... You know, just repeat the same sort of thing over and over. Mm. And Avi, Avi really edits that shit out, doesn't he? Well, and this has become sort of main yard business, hasn't it? Is turning up to rallies and, yep. and marches and things to keep an eye out for people like Avi Yemeni. Yep. And then very quietly shut down his shit. Very quietly. And we don't even necessarily release the videos of it because mm. we've realised that there's a great power in that too mm. sometimes yeah. because they need us to talk about them in some instances or to have that repartee or that, that back and forth with them. And sometimes we'll do it, say things to them that they don't want in their videos and then just never release the material. And then they're just left without any mention yeah. of their name from that day, which yeah. makes all of their work fucking useless. Yeah, yeah. So. So Yard has got to a point of where it's just a part of the community That's turning right. up and, and with a, generally with a reasonably specific role. So <coughs> that gets back to our core question that we said that we, we said that at the end we would answer the question: What's yelling at racist dogs' name changing to? Sean, what's it changing to? Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. It's got a ring to it, doesn't it? <laughs> Jeff, just a guy. Jeff. <laughs> no. Just some bloke. <laughs> just some bloke. Some bloke. Now, look, it's changing to, it's just changing to yard. Guys, guys, it's just changing to fucking yard. That's it. Yard. Because here's the thing. Yard's all about fitting the situation and about being tactically responsive to things. It isn't necessarily always fucking yelling. 
and it, it ain't always necessarily fucking racist anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Was it at iMark? And I'm sick of these conversations. Oh. They go, oh, why, why is that yelling at racist dogs? I'd be like, no, it's not that. It's, you know, what would we say? Eating yeah. our rich diggers <laughs> for that. I think that was the acronym there. And they're like, well, well, who's the racist there? And for other people coming in the comments and they go, well, technically extractive capitalism is this and that. You know what I mean? Trying to draw the links between them. I'm yeah. like, no, no, it's just another acronym. Yeah. It's that. But the, the entire point with what we do is about fucking change, isn't it? We yeah. have always changed. And when we talked at the start about a change to become yelling at racist dogs and whatever we were doing before, hey, but yet even what we do has changed over the years as the tactics of the people were undermining. Yeah, well, you know, to be, I, I, I was kind of hoping, even knowing that things changed, I was you know, half hoping that we would just yell at racist dogs forever. It was, you know, just so much fun to do it. Yeah. Um, but things changed and we couldn't actually find the, the situations weren't there. We, our services weren't required in that particular way. So we, we had to uh, start doing different things, which it turns out might be slightly less gloriously fun, mm. but, um, but it's probably more fun just to be part of, uh, know that you're part of a community. Totally. And, Yeah, but at the same time, yard has meant many things. It has meant yard youth. means everything. Yard has meant youth advice and reason dialogue at times. <laughs> you know, it's it's meant a lot of things. It's it's meant um, yearning after rational debate. That's what it meant when I was challenging the Proud Boys that I wanted to debate Gavin McInnes, <laughs> and the topic was going to be that they all want to fuck their mothers. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Why do you want to fuck your mother? Why like they convince you know, me? Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to disprove that you want to fuck your own mother. Anyway, <laughs> I got booted off. That was one of one of my thirteen bans from Facebook. Oh was, yeah, for uh, talking about them fucking their mothers. It was good days. We were um, good old days. Well, so, that was that that had an impact as well. That made us have a have a look at what was going on with the how easy it is to get booted off Facebook just um, talking about what you're doing. All the more reason to not be an internet group. All the and more, have absolutely. Real connections with real activists and to work yep. in aid of real movements. Make no yep. mistake, if there's racist dogs, you know we'll be there across the nation. There's yardies in America. That's right. There's yardies in the UK. I know there are. There are yep. We have sleeper cells all across the fucking globe. I mean, that's... It's really just whoever wants to go and do it. But it's just cool to think about. Works it works for ISIS. It works for ISIS. We will rally racist dogs, but we'll also reserve the right, thank you very much, to do whatever the fuck we want. So agility is what it's all about. It's about changing as the circumstances change. But now everybody knows that because the broader goals of yard, and yard means yard now, is aiding other movements, being augmented to things, and it's reserving the right to change. But does it still mean yelling at racist dogs? Ask yourself. Yell. Yell at racist dogs. Yell. One Nation candidates are free to be dogs. 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 dogs.
Guys, I'm not doing the usual rally gig guide this fortnight because we've gone over time. My yarn with Sean here. Um, as usual, check my page for big rallies and such. Um, you can just find me at Tom Panicky on all the big platforms. Please also seek, seek out Sean Bedlam on Facebook. He has a page which is called Sean Bedlam because that's who he is. He's Sean Bedlam. Yeah. Um, he's also on YouTube. Am I missing any other platforms? Uh, I got, I'm on YouTube. I haven't put anything there for a while, though. Um, yeah, podcast. So we've changed the name of Yard to Yarn. We only do macrame-based actions now. Mm. Uh, we uh, cover trees in macrame, and 10 years later you look at it and someone goes, isn't someone going to clean that up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who else can we shit on today? Who else can we just squeezing one wall of the punk yeah. chanting gorilla knitting? <laughs> gorilla knitting. Yeah. Fucking hell. Um yeah, what a waste of material. Anyway. As <laughs> you know, like no, yeah, why do you just keep the stuff and use it? Don't add it once. Um, please seek it, Sean. I mean, as you said, he'll be doing that um, first episode of his upcoming podcast with Sam Castro as well, so that'll be something to look forward to. And be adding to the growing guild of podcasters in Australia. So we'll be, we'll be banging on all the time. So you can just never listen to a guild called the Anointed Ones. The Anointed Ones. We're going to call it Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> we should make a guild of all these different podcasts and call it Anonymous. We could, but it, no, it just, it just get too confusing. I know. Yeah. I remember you and it's I were talking idea, once though. upon a time about making it. Thing for that video, isn't one calling it like the United Patriots Front or something? Anyway, um, <laughs> like and share this episode, everyone. Please, please review it online if you're on like Apple Podcasts. I would really appreciate that. Apparently, it helps uh, put it out into more, front of more places, which I would love. Um, finally, please give me money on Patreon. Uh, give me a clam, uh, a couple of pennies if you have them spare. As I always say. It's not as important that you do that, of course, as it is that you contribute to the various activist causes that I talk about on this podcast and that I shall continue to talk about in future. I don't see it as important. But given that I work all the fucking time with this stuff and I'm genuinely bloke, I really, really appreciate it. Sean Bedlam, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Thank you, my fellow. Arvi Yemeni. <laughs> thank you. My name's Arvi Yemeni. This is Sean Bedlam. Thank you.